Hello, and welcome to The Everyday Leader, lessons you can use to build and grow your influence every day. I'm your host, Laura Thompson. Happy Monday, and thank goodness it's Monday, TGIM, and thank goodness for this podcast, because this podcast is for everyone. There are so many resources out there for leaders of Fortune 500 companies, CEOs, and the like. But this podcast realizes that a leader is not someone who is defined by a title or someone who necessarily leads a large company. We are all leaders in some aspect of our life because leadership is an attitude. It's how you conduct yourself in any aspect of your life. Sure, some leaders have the title. They've been recognized and promoted based on their past success and have elevated their career to a new level. And some leaders are spouses, coaches, teachers, classmates, nurses, athletes. I created this podcast to share decades of my own leadership experience and to provide guidance on how you can be a little better every day. At The Everyday Leader, we focus on small daily improvements that over time, the investment we make in ourselves grows and grows and will lead to large and wonderful results. Compounding small efforts by changing some of our behaviors and small improvements that over time get us crazy great results. You deserve these crazy great results. You deserve the best. Yes, you. Believe you deserve it and the universe will serve it. When people are financially invested, they want a return. When people are emotionally invested, they want to contribute. Simon Sinek, on what high-performing companies should be striving to create, a great place for great people to do great work, Marilyn Carlson. Greetings, and thank you for listening. As leaders, we know we need to create engaged employees. Kevin Cruz wrote an article in Forbes with this great quote defining employee engagement. Employee engagement is the emotional commitment the employee has to the organization and its goals. He goes on to say, when employees care, when they are engaged, they use discretionary effort. I love that, discretionary effort. What does that mean? It means they do things because they want to. They do it at their discretion. They choose, everything's a choice, right? They choose to go above and beyond. The way your employees feel is the way your customers will feel. And if your employees don't feel valued, neither will your customers. Sybil Sturchik in Taking Care of the People Who Matter Most, A Guide to Employee Customer Care. And Timothy Clark said in The Five Ways that highly engaged employees are different. Highly engaged employees make the customer experience. Disengaged employees break it. It's a make it or break it thing, employee engagement. That is why high engagement is a common thread in the world's most successful organizations. And Gallup even puts a number to it. They say your business will be 21% more profitable. 21%, that's money you can take to the bank. 
As I've mentioned, this doesn't come naturally. Leaders must create, big word there, create the proper environment for this to happen. One of my favorite authors is Patrick Lencioni, and he explains how in The Three Signs of a Miserable Job. Most leaders who are readers, and leaders are readers, I've given you plenty of examples in the past, have read Patrick Lencioni's books, most notably The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. If you haven't read it, read it now. That's on the Thompson 12 must-read for leaders. Not as well known is The Three Signs of a Miserable Job. I love this book. I've used it for years as a developmental tool for leaders. Not as popular as some of his other books, but I think this one is a gem. And if you are a leader wanting to create a more engaged workforce, this is a must-read. Here are the three signs. Anonymity, irrelevance, and immeasurability. I know, it's a mouthful. I can't tell you how many times I've stumbled through that. Let's start at the top with anonymity. People who see themselves as invisible or anonymous, as the word says, cannot love their job no matter what they're doing. As leaders, we need to find the unique qualities in our employees and keep in mind that this work, this job, is not their lives. Work can be an important, fulfilling part of their lives, especially when you as their leader show genuine interest in them. Most importantly, employees who feel valued will value your customers and clients. It's a magical trickle-down effect. Happy employees produce happy clients. As Sybil Sturchik says in Taking Care of People Who Matter Most, the way your employees feel is the way your customers will feel. And if your employees don't feel valued, neither will your customers. It's so simple, yet so important, that first sign of a miserable job. Now, the second sign is irrelevance. Employees must feel their work is important to someone in the organization. It could be another department head. It could be you, their boss. It could be the CEO. There needs to be a connection between their work and a specific person they are servicing in the organization. From the book, Three Signs of a Miserable Job, human beings need to be needed and they need to be reminded of this pretty much every day. They need to know that they are helping others, not merely serving themselves. Ken Blanchard and Scott Blanchard in Do People Really Know What You Expect From Them said this, connect the dots between individual roles and the goals of the organization. When people see that connection, they get a lot of energy out of the work. They feel the importance, dignity, and meaning in their job. And there's the most famous story we've all heard before that illustrates an employee understanding their relevance. It's the story of the janitor who, when asked by John F. Kennedy what he did, stated, I'm helping put a man on the moon. That is seeing the big picture. I mean, to the extreme. That is relevance. And finally, immeasurability. We all have heard it. If it can't be measured, it can't be improved. 
Every employee needs a number, something they can measure. They don't need an entire scorecard filled with dozens of metrics, but at least one number. I'm rereading a great book, Traction, by Gino Wickman, and he says numbers create accountability. When you set a number, everyone knows what the expectation is. The communication is so much clearer when there is a common number to speak to. Some positions are easier than others to assign a number to. I come from a sales background, super easy. There's revenue, right? But you can find a measurable for practically everything. Sometimes it's just harder. How many new clients will you sign on this quarter? 10, there's your number. How many seconds before a client is greeted in your office? 10, there's a number. How many rings before the phone is answered? 10, no, it better not be 10. How about two? So everything, every employee needs a number. Everything needs something they can measure to. When they have a number and they achieve the number, they see the success and they know how to build on that number. Without the number, sometimes it's hard to know if you're doing a good job or not. Again, some roles are easier than others to find that number, but if you put your mind to it, you can find a number for everyone on your team. Recognition. It isn't one of the three signs. If it were, then it'd be four signs of a miserable job. But let's not leave out recognition. Frances Hesselbein says, Dispirited, unmotivated, unappreciated workers cannot compete in a highly competitive world. Listen, our world is changing. 2020, unprecedented year of change. And you don't want to just survive, although some of us might be in survival mode right now, understandable. You want to thrive. And if you're not recognizing your employees, how are you going to get them to repeat the wonderful things that I know that they're doing every day? So you've got to add recognition to this list. Hey, put these four lessons in your leadership toolbox, anonymity, immeasurability, irrelevance, and recognition, and great things will happen for you and your organization. Thank you for listening today. Make it a great week. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of The Everyday Leader. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast to cultivate the leader within you. When you are living the best version of yourself, you inspire others to live the best versions of themselves. That is everyday leadership. This has been Laura Thompson, and I leave you with my favorite quote from John Quincy Adams. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, Do more and become more. You are a leader.